This is the Masters of Fitness Podcast. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Masters of Fitness Podcast, episode number 28. Kind of what I call a, a season finale for year two of the show, man. It's been a great couple of years, man. We had some big guests on and we decided to have kind of what, kind of like all the stores in the mall have, kind of a blowout sale. We're going to give everybody a three for one today. What you think about that, That Oh, I'm excited. It's going to be a good show. We got one of the biggest CrossFit coaches in the uh, Golden Triangle area that's going to be on the show. We got an uh, Ironman, a marathon runner, a super, super dad's coming on the show. And we got the world famous Richard, who's kind of done everything. Actually cycled across America, tried to rollerblade across America, but he said that was good enough. He's currently eating pizza and watching football right now. But, he carried uh, the Olympic torch also. Carried the Olympic torch also. Sure did. He also told me he was going to be a Olymp- uh, tried out to be a gladiator. <laughs> How random is that? So, but, <laughs> he can uh, do it, I promise you. <laughs> so without before we go on any further, guys, make sure you hit that like button, hit the subscribe button to the page. Make sure you download the uh, the podcast. We're trying to get to 100 uh, subscribers on YouTube before the end of the year. We're trying to get my wife challenged me to get us to a thousand likes on our uh, Facebook page. On our Facebook page, we're at 755. Yeah. 750, no, not 755. Eight. I mean, nine, nine oh five on our Facebook page. We're at 73 on our, uh, on our uh, YouTube subscribers. We have so. to run some sort of promotion. Man, we run, we'll give away free stuff. I'm not opposed to giving away <laughs> free stuff to folks. We got these nice t-shirts. Mm-hmm. So we got our nice master fitness t-shirts that we uh that are still available. We got lot lots of larges, uh extra larges, right? Yeah, larges, extra larges. Larges, extra larges, kind of medium. Few mediums. So, but if you get with that, man, he get you. We can work on getting you whatever size you need. But uh without further ado, we're gonna bring on the Miss Erica onto the show. And uh let's everybody give her a big round of applause. Erica, no man, thank you for joining the show. I'm uh, honored to have you on with us. It's been a long time coming for now. So, how are you doing? How's everything going? I'm doing good, man. It's going good. Just finishing up, you know, the holiday weekend. Got the baby down, so I thought I'd hop on and hang out with y'all. <laughs> yeah. Did you have a good holiday? A good Christmas? Oh yeah, it was busy. It was the it was the first one with the kids, so of course everyone wants to see her, gets all the presents, and it was wild. But it was good. What about you guys? Good holidays. I'm gonna tell a a bad parent, give bad parent advice right here. When your child is just born, I don't give them gifts. I figure I could save my money since they don't know what's going on anyway. You just wrap some boxes up, <laughs> set it behind them, take some pictures. So when they get older, they think they got a whole bunch of stuff. Because trust me, you'd be spending uh-huh. money for your life on Christmas. So <laughs> get out cheap. The- yeah, when they newborns, when they don't know no better. Ernest. Ernest. Oh, I'm I'm the worst. I buy <laughs> too much stuff for too little of a baby. Yeah, it trust me, you'll be buying forever. But that's good, man. Congratulations on your on your daughter. How old is she now? She's six months on the first. Six months, man. Six months goes by quick. Time flies. So well, that's fast. good. Well, tell those who don't know you, tell everybody about yourself, you know, kind of what you do and who are you? So I grew up in the area. I, uh, you know, played sports, ended up getting into cheerleading, and then I moved on to cheer at Lamar and at Cena Boston. I finished that up and was kind of looking for the next thing and got into CrossFit while I was in college and uh, went for nutrition dietetics. So that and CrossFit kind of meshed well and ended up starting to coach CrossFit and here I am, 
seven and a half, nine years in CrossFit, but coaching for seven and a half years later, doing it for my life, uh, doing nutrition stuff and just kind of doing the whole health segue in general. So let's just say, so CrossFit is, that's your primary thing. That's what you do is your life is CrossFit and fitness, correct? Yes. 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 And what are you two? And Tulare, yeah, so yeah. Uh, what are you CrossFit, doing? Beaumont and CrossFit in May County. Okay. Okay. Now you're coaching at both of them or do you coach at uh, both of them? Yes. It's your fitness, you know, going back and forth between two gyms and managing the gym and being a business owner as compared to just being somebody who could go in and coach one class and just leave and go back home. I think that people think that when you coach that you're actually going to work out more when on the other hand, you know, we show up to the gym and I see something that like needs to get done and I'm like, oh, I need to go do this instead. Or uh, you definitely have to prioritize it because when you're there, you're working. So you have to yeah. make time for fitness, not just for being at the gym. Yeah, being the being the coach isn't always um, all as glorious as what everybody thinks it is. It's fun because you're helping everybody, but um, sometimes you have to sacrifice your time to make to make it good for everybody else. Oh, yes. Yeah, absolutely. But you and that was an adjustment whenever I first started because I was super, I was super young. So. <laughs> yeah. How old were you when you first started? Uh, you said about. But, uh, I was 20. Yeah. So all people who go to CFB that have been there for a long time have watched me grow up. Wow. So you've been there and coaching since you were 20 years old. Fresh yeah. out of, uh, you went to SFA, if I'm not mistaken, correct? Yes. Yeah. Cheered at SFA, won a national title, cheerleading there. And then came home and cheerled Omar and then moved into coaching cheerleading and then ended up coaching CrossFit. So coming out of cheerleading, do you feel like that helped you out into CrossFit, kind of like that natural natural progression over into that type of fitness? Because you see a lot of the cheerleaders with that, you know, that upper body strength able to go straight into doing pull-ups, muscle-ups, you know, having that, having that natural strength there from being a cheerleader. You think that helped you out a lot? Absolutely. And I think about if I would have had CrossFit whenever I was in college cheerleading, I would have been 10 times the athlete. I mean, yeah, you know, I walked yeah. into CrossFit and I could do a lot of stuff naturally from being strong from cheerleading, but I would be a way better athlete when I was younger had I had this. So that's why I think it's important that we get, you know, younger kids, teens moving because think of the athletes we could have. It's just insane. Yeah, that's so. Even with my sons, like we don't, I don't do like you know do specific sports training. They just see me doing stuff in my gym, and they just work out with me. So just you know, just focus on making them better athletes. But you make somebody a better athlete, it translates to making them better at the sport that they actually do. I said I didn't find CrossFit till I was twenty eight. How old were you that? You really want to know? <laughs> yeah, how old? I was um, forty three years old. <laughs> I just wonder why I would be if I would have cared this much about my fitness when I was, like you said, when you was a younger person, yeah. where would you be now? So, mm-hmm. yeah. So do you think kind of taking with the mode of fitness and uh, CrossFit and functional fitness being a gym owner, do you think that kind of the way CrossFit is and how it's structured allow you guys to still maintain your, uh, your relevancy in the fitness community in Southeast Texas? I saw you, I was doing zoom classes and y'all was even letting people, you know, loaning on equipment so people could stay. So how did you how did y'all still keep that connection with your uh, gym members during this uh, during the COVID? 
Well, it's definitely hard because one of the biggest aspects of CrossFit is your community. You have your people that you're seeing every day, your coaches you're seeing every day, and that kind of accountability. So when you remove that, for a lot of people, it was difficult. So having the Zoom classes was a big help because then you're still, you know, physically seeing those people. Um, you know, like you said, lending out equipment was a big thing we did. We do the home workouts that are posted on our software every day and have been since all of this started. We did at-home challenges. I mean, anything we could do to keep people connected because that connection was so necessary in a time when people were so isolated. Yeah, and, it was, and that's because we're social creatures and people, like you say, and CrossFit gives you that community to help you grow, to help you still be accountable in a way that y'all still were able to connect with the people. It's something very good. Cause, go ahead, that. No, I was just going to say, um, through all this COVID thing and all that, um, I really felt at times that Erica and Neil and them worked harder during this time than they would whenever everybody could come on in the gym. Yeah. Trying so, to get all that stuff together. So how does that mindset apply I mean, we, now to being open as a gym now? You think that kind of helped you more dealing with that situation as, you know, you know, as things come back to getting regular again now? No, I think I think it made us I think it made us realize how much our connection with our athletes mattered because we still kept up with people through that whole time, you know, talking to people constantly still. Um, and then also like bringing people back into gym, it made us. 10 times more aware of, you know, people's personal space and, and being mindful of people's opinions and stuff, because a lot of people st still aren't super comfortable with coming in, but they are, but they're still kind of, you know, sectioning themselves off. We have the luxury of a very large facility and people can have their own personal space, making sure people are cleaning stuff well, you know, just um, more than ever, making sure people are taking kind of for other people and that's and that's good that you guys do that you know make people feel comfortable you know because everybody have their own opinions on covid and what it is but you know just making sure that people are comfortable that's all people want like if you're comfortable in them you're able to get yeah. back to, and allow people to have a sense of normalcy that's a huge step that it could take mm -hmm. that step so when were you guys able to actually open yeah. back We opened up, I think, the end of May or beginning of June. I was like nope. 35 weeks pregnant when we opened back up. I was huge. And I was like, oh, God. People hadn't seen me in months. And they were like, you got big. And I was like, yeah. So that's the perfect segue. So how? It was so good. It was nice. No, go. So dealing with the pregnant, you know, not dealing with the pregnancy. I'm sorry. Being pregnant. And uh -huh. how did you? Did you try to maintain a level of kind fitness? Of dealing. Are you uh are you just kind of be like, you know what, I'm becoming a mom. This is a certain yeah. sacrifice that I have to make. I remember uh I was listening to Elizabeth Wally. one of me and my wife was listening to her. She had a podcast about because a lot of women come to her asking them, how do you maintain fitness when you're pregnant? And the point she made is that it's something that you shouldn't mm -hmm. stress about because bringing a life into this world is a is a glorious thing. And you shouldn't be holding yourself for not mm -hmm. being fit when you're carrying a life and you can, you know, cause you have the rest of your life to be fit, you know? So what type of approach did you take during your pregnancy? If you don't mind sharing your story, I don't want to dig too deep into your. No, uh, absolutely. No. Yeah. So for some context, I was uh, a national level weightlifter leading mm -hmm. up to coming, being pregnant. So for the six months before getting pregnant, I kind of shifted back into just general 
fitness, okay. right? I wasn't training an hour a day anymore. Uh, just kind of, just kind of getting back into more general health uh, instead of being able to back squat 300 pounds. Uh, and that's kind <laughs> of the, the mindset I've carried through, through the whole time. Um, you know, when I was pregnant, I used super lightweight and just tried to move at any capacity. It, you know, just I said like four days a week was my goal. Yeah, four days a week was my goal, and that was just to feel good. Because if you're not used to the strain on your body, uh, moving does make you feel better. Uh, and especially after having a baby, that's a, that was a foreign place for me to be. Uh, and now being in the gym again, you know, I, this is all new. I've never not been able to do certain things. But I've taken a really slow approach, and, you know, I'll do a weight, and someone's like, oh, goodness, that's, that's so heavy, Erica. And I'm like... 60% of my max, you know, and it's very <laughs> humbling, but at the same time, like it, I brought a human into the world and that was wild. And, you know, that's and, and yeah. it's, it's crazy. And uh, so it's been a, a journey that I've definitely let my body take a backseat and just move to feel good and be healthy for her versus it, it being the most important thing, right. Being a mom, running the gyms, being a spouse, like those are the things that, uh, are the most important and my health is just something that makes those things happen. Yep. So for me, it's, it, 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 it enables the rest of the things for me to be the best I can. So. Oh, that's a, that's an excellent approach to take, you know, and you know, so, and it's a lot of thing that, you know, some women who are pregnant dealing with that has to, you know, you finding that fine line because a lot of doctors are telling women don't work out. That's what my wife doctor told her, don't do nothing. Crazy. Just sit just sit down in the bed. She's like, well, that's not, you know, that's not the type of person. I like to go to Zumba. I like to do some weightlifting. And this, you know, it's just, and like, it goes to say like a lot of the medical world isn't into the whole preventative health and stand healthy type thing. They just want you to be, you hurt yourself, sit down and don't do nothing ever again. And so kind of bringing everything full circle now, you know, with the pregnancy and how far are you, you said you, how far are you, you six months removed from, uh, from giving birth, right? Do you feel yeah. kind of, are you working with you working your way back to normal or how do you feel now yeah. by uh, strength wise? I feel good. I not strong by any means, uh, <laughs> but I feel good. Um, I think I'm finally kind of tr finding a groove of work and personal life, exercise. Like the balance is really hard. And for the first couple of months, there isn't a balance. It doesn't exist. You're just like keeping this tiny thing alive. Yeah, you kind of feel like that. <laughs> Yeah, but I feel like I can finally, you know, put some energy into other facets of life and like pursue other things that make me feel good versus just like surviving. So it feels good. I mean, for me, like the, the keeping myself fit thing was so that everything could fall into place. Like, mm -hmm. you know, if if I let my health take such a back seat, I'm never going to enjoy being, you know, working out again. I'm not going to feel good about myself at work. I'm not going to feel good about myself in any other aspect. Um, and, and for me, like maintaining fitness has been about like asking for help. Like if I'm unable to balance everything, like it's okay to ask someone to do something for me or give myself a break if I didn't hit my goal or whatever, you know, like lowering my expectations was a really big deal. Like four days of exercise may not be a lot for some people, but even if one of those days was walking, like that was plenty, right? It was just moving. So setting goals that were... Setting goals that were way more tangible. So. That's cool. Cool. Yeah. Some, that's some good stuff. You know, <clears throat> I've been around this stuff like I've, everybody knows about 10 years. Mm -hmm. And I've watched a lot of women come in and out of the gym, you know, through the years and 
get pregnant mm-hmm. and then have their babies. And the ones that keep going and going and, and do pretty much like what Erica did, I've, every single one of them is like they went away, had the baby and come back. They walked in the door of the gym and you're like, hey, didn't you just have a baby? <laughs> you know, I mean, they bounce back really, <laughs> yeah. really fast. And that's said that the other day, they're like, they're like, are you sure you had a baby? I said, I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> See the pictures. Look at the pictures. So how's everything else been going? You know, yeah. Uh, yeah. how have you been dealing with COVID specifically yourself, trying to stay, you know, trying to stay safe and keeping a baby safe as well as any, any advice you give the people out there? Uh, I mean, I would say respect other people's parameters, you know, so we're not being super out there necessarily. We've got family members that are a little older. We've got a young baby. So we're not doing a lot. But I come in contact with a lot of people through the gym. Um, So, I mean, the biggest thing is, like, just because you're living your life different than someone else, like, don't go touching on them if they're not comfortable with it. You know, Uh, respect that other people are living differently than you. And, and you know, stay in your own lane kind of, you know, just because I'm not doing something doesn't mean someone else is wrong for it. They have their own reasons for it. Um, but we've been laying low, just again, family members and baby and, and it's nice. I'm kind of a homebody now. That's <laughs> good. Yeah. We all become homebodies yeah. at this point. Yeah. So whatever thing sure. going on, you know, so like managing your fitness, you know, taking care of the baby, being a married, you know, married, being a wife and running a mm-hmm. business, having any time, time management, Seems like has to be key in your life. Just managing all that. Any any tips you could give out there for time management, or what are you doing <laughs> to manage your time to make sure you excel? You know, in every aspect of your life right now. Uh, to, I'm setting a to do list every day, uh, and only okay. the things that have to be done are going on it. <laughs> and, and then and then there's kind of a like would be nice to do list, you know. So like some things are just non negotiable, and they get scheduled in. And other things are like, if everything else falls into place, you should do this. Um, And then showing myself a little bit of grace if I need to ask for help or if my workout goes from an hour to 20 minutes, you know, just letting some things kind of fall through the cracks to stay sane. I think that people need to show themselves grace a little bit more. It's easy to beat yourself up if things aren't, you know, 100 percent. And sometimes like 75 percent has to be good enough. And I like how you said that. Show yourself some grace at some point. Allow mm-hmm. yourself to not be perfect and you'll be OK to make yourself a better uh, mm-hmm. thing. I like your idea of making it. I need to do that myself yeah. Make to do uh, like things that these things need to get done. And these are my if I have time, yeah. I'll do these. But I'm not going to even yeah. stress out about this because it's not important. I definitely need to do yeah. that. That's some good advice. I hope my wife is. Listening. You don't get stressed out about it. You don't go. <laughs> <laughs> She's not watching right now, so. But you're right, that only like, and those things you're not going to allow yourself to get stressed out about too much. So. Yeah. 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 All right, so we so we come into that part of the segment, and what I this is what I always like to do to ask my guests. I always put them on the spot. I don't give this in the pre-show notes or whatever. Keith and Richard kind of listening in, so they can kind of kind of hear me above hand. So. Last thing to you, I ask you, what would, what would be Erica's words of wisdom that you would leave the people mm-hmm. listening to the show today? No pressure. Every time you come in contact with someone, you never know what's going on with them. So all you can do is try to connect with someone. 
no matter what your day happens, no matter what goes on in your day, if all you do is just try to connect with someone in some way, you're probably both going to have a better interaction because of it. And then you're both going to move on your day a little bit in a better mood. There you go. See, that's, so that's, how, you, that's how you know she's a good coach. Because <laughs> that, I mean, that philosophy, <laughs> I know, but a lot of people forget, a lot of people forget into the whole mindset of just coaching and being coach, coach, coach. And you got to hit this lift and forget to make that connection with people just, you know, yeah. just to, just to make that connection and see where they at, how they feel. And that allows you to coach better. So see that? See, yeah. you'll be even, across the mic. Even just as a human, do you want to go to the gas station and have like a crappy experience? No. No. Yeah. Yeah. And that's you like just just it makes your life that much easier when you just have better interactions with folks. So. Yes. Well, Erica, we appreciate you. Appreciate you for joining the show. Uh, a lot of good advice out there. And thank you. Congratulations on uh, on being a mom and having a healthy baby girl out there. So we we'll appreciate you. you being on the show. Thank go you, see Erica. And, uh, and if you don't know, again, you can go see Erica coaching at CrossFit Beaumont, CrossFit uh, Mid-County. She's actually coaching a 5 a.m. class. Yep, we're having, go ahead. Uh-huh. We're having our free we're having our free week, January 4th through the 9th. So anybody can come try it out. Okay, remember that free week, January the 4th through the 9th. Go check it out. Trust me, this gym is huge. You will get lost yeah. in there, but it's very spacious. Yeah. There's enough area spaced out. Everybody can stay COVID-free, very good sanitized equipment. Trust me, I work out there whenever I feel like that, torching me on a Saturday. But yeah. <laughs> All right, but thank you, Erica, for joining the show. We appreciate you being on with us. And go get you on get a Saturday. Better watch out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't, I don't fool you. with that. Workouts ahead of time. All right. <laughs> Thanks, Erica. Thanks, Erica. Bye. Nope. Bye. All right. That was a good one. Yeah. So Erica, some good advice out there. Like she said, kind of kind of recapping a little bit what she said in regards, like she said, making that connection with people throughout the day. Uh, given one thing I did, like she said, is allow yourself to have grace. Yeah. Allow yourself to be imperfect. And that way makes yourself a lot because we are going to make mistakes. And that's just not in, not just in fitness overall, but overall in just life. In your daily in your daily work schedule, yeah. If everybody thought like that, world would be a lot better place, huh? It kind of goes along with our previous show with Grant. It's kind of what he was saying is like helping that mental health and staying fresh and staying Mm -hmm. mentally in there. And even and even for women who are pregnant or about to get pregnant or thinking about getting pregnant, allow yourself to be a mom. You know what I'm saying? And kind of just maintain your fitness and don't go overboard. Stay moving is the key. Like you said, you don't have to. You have to realize you won't be able to do everything that you might have done before, but you can still stay moving three days a week, go for a walk, you know, keep yourself active. And when you get back into it, that transition back into it, will be a lot easier for you. Oh yeah, no doubt. A lot easier for you. So good stuff, Erica. Thank you again for coming on the show. So up next, we got my, uh, we got a special guest. I like to, we, we clown a whole bunch. It's my uh, fraternity brother as well too. Been knowing this guy for over, man, about 15 years now. So, well, we're going to bring my man Keith Wooten to the show. Thank you for joining the show, my brother. Hey, what's going on? What's going yeah, on? Yeah. Give, a big, give a big round of applause, man. Give a round of applause. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> man, so what's up? Tell everybody about yourself, who you are, man, where you at, what you doing. Uh, yeah, no problem. Uh, yeah, my name is uh, Keith Wooten. Um, I'm staying out here in West Houston, uh, currently working for an oil and gas uh, company. Um, you know, my kind of military background, as far as my father, uh, he was in the Air Force, so you know we we traveled all around as I was growing up as a young child. Uh, like like Ernest said, you know we linked up at the University of Oklahoma, 
Um, you know, we, we pledged uh, together in our fraternity, uh, went to the, you know, and then, uh, you know, then we, you know, we've always had a, a very competitive spirit in nature, you know, <laughs> as far as this, you know, where we see each other uh, from a from a fitness standpoint. Um, so, you know, I've always been very active. I got uh, I got it one time. So we was at a, we'll say <laughs> a, union, a fraternity reunion or whatever up in Oklahoma. <laughs> all my other friends, they got together. They were just going to charge me up. And we so we sitting in the hotel room and all of a sudden here's somebody say, man, you're not even good at fitness. You suck. <laughs> like, man, dog, they, they was recording me the whole time and I got, man, I got hot. <laughs> so I was, yeah, you can tell Ernest a lot of things, but don't tell him he sucks. Man, man, dog. <laughs> no, they got under my skin. So then I re- it took 20 minutes before I actually realized <laughs> what they were doing. And I was like, man, screw y'all. <laughs> oh, Lord. Oh, man. Hey, that was good stuff. That was good stuff. Man, for those of you who didn't know, man, Keith just recently completed the uh, Ironman Florida. He actually, then he completed a uh, marathon this year. Yes, so doing a marathon, completed the Ironman. And uh, tell people how you kind of started along on that journey. Yes, sir. So, um, you know, honestly, just with the whole concept of, of trying to do an, an Ironman, uh, it was one of my good friends at work, uh, Ben Vasquez. I mean, I shot him out. Uh, so he did an Ironman actually last year and it was a group of guys with him, you know, that that were, uh, you know, a little bit older, older than him, probably by about 10, 15 years, you know, and that kind of challenged him. I said, hey, man, you know, you should get out here and do an Ironman. He's you know, kind of like us, you know, works out a lot, trains, trains a lot, uh, but he never considered it. And so, uh, you know, for him, he, he kind of went ahead and took that challenge to, to kind of move and shift from from lifting and kind of go more hard, uh, cardio, you know, intensive, intensive. And and uh, so that was kind of his challenge in charge. Uh, he asked me to kind of do it late, and I was like, I, I need to make sure I have enough training uh, before <laughs> I just jump into something like that. But but you know, but Ben Baskets, he did his last uh, last year in November as well in Florida. And so that that essentially just being there, uh, you know, that's kind of the genesis of, of how I got inspired. You know, not only seeing him you know, get through it and will himself through it. But, uh, you know, it was, just, it was just encouraging to see, you know, people young and old, uh, you know, just, just pushing, you know, determined, you know, gritting it out. Um, and, and that's kind of why I said, hey, you know, I want to be a part of this, this kind of community and family. So that's kind of how, how, it, how I got kind of started training. And so, that's um, oh, go ahead. But I'm going to ask him. So whenever you finally made your decision, like, all right, I'm going to, I'm going to do a full Ironman. Yes, yes, sir. You just turned the switch on and started training, huh? Yes, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm uh, yeah. I'm, I'm self-motivated, honestly. I mean, I know some people, you know, need others to encourage them. Some people need people to train with them, right? To, to kind of, yeah, to, to, to take on different challenges. But, uh, you know, it's just kind of a part of me. You know, it's, it's easy for me to motivate myself, to encourage myself. Um, you know, I, you know, I train by myself. Um, you know, so so yeah, I just kind of went after it. And it is it's a different a different challenge, right? And again, I, I've been you know kind of like to lift a lot, but I said, you know what, man, this cardio, uh, let me let me switch it up. You know, in, in high school, you know, I was, I was a sprinter. Um, you know, I, I did long jump, I played basketball. So, but I hadn't done that in a long time, and so this was a great way for me to see. You know, I'm about to be forty, so I was like, man, let me just see where I'm at. You know, kind of oh. kind of measure yourself. How do you think your uh, your military experience helped you with this? Well, it was it was my father. It was my father. Um, so I can't I can't claim that. It was, it was oh, my father's I, name. I understood that he was in the military. No, his dad was in the military. Oh, oh, Air Force. Force. Dad, the Air Force guy, yeah. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Hey, but man, but hey, so the story is I'm sitting in church, right? I get a message. 
you know, normally it's weird when most guys leave a voice message. You know what I'm saying? Most of the time we get <laughs> this guy. We'll just keep him on. The worst thing he could ever came across is like, I said, okay, worst case scenario, he wants to run a marathon and do an MS-150. This man says, I think about training for Ironman. Come <laughs> along with me. And so we kind of, and like you said, we kind of built a community of friends. You know what I'm saying? We mm-hmm. all decided, well, we're going to run a 5K. Yep. Oh, we can do a half marathon together. Yep. We can do a marathon together. And then everybody kind of dropped off at each level. <laughs> then, but, <laughs> but it was a good thing, though. You know what I'm saying? Just yes. like you say, seeing him train. And then, like he said, like he told me, he said, man, you're going to be inspired more when you actually go to the Ironman seeing these folks. Like yeah. when I came back and told you, right. but when you there and you see people struggle doing it, mm-hmm. uh, like I tell the story about this one guy, man, he was running. He, he looked at me and he was like, man, my body's hurting. He said, I don't think I can finish. And I said, man, it's all mental. So you you, you yeah. this far, you keep pushing. And when he came back, it was like, man, I thank you for those words of encouragement. And it was, and it's just, it's that level. It's just cool seeing that. I know people think I'm crazy because it's like that pain. Like you say, you have yeah. some pain to get the joy. So that's what I look forward to. But that's just seeing it up close is a whole different animal, man. You get a whole different feel for it. Yes, yes. Yeah, def- definitely, yeah, just a great sense of appreciation. Um you know, and, and knowing that people, you know, that's that same journey, right, that, that they all took with you when, when it came to training. You know, you know, this was a, a, you know, just for me to describe a little bit of the training. So it's a six days a week training. Um, you know, Tuesdays essentially was a, you know, I did a I did a, a swim and a run on Tuesdays. Uh, Wednesdays, I did a bike. Uh, Thursdays, I did a swim and a bike. Fridays, it was a um, it was a swim and a run. Uh, Saturdays. Um, was either you could do a long bike or a long run and a swim, and then Sunday same thing. So either if you didn't do the long run on Saturday, then you do it on a Sunday. Or if you didn't do the long bike, then you would do you know vice versa. So yes, yeah, so, you know six days a week, um, you know, and essentially you're doing two disciplines a day uh, for for roughly. I mean, if you've got the swimming experience, they say essentially the train seven months, right? But for me, you know, I was a recreational swimmer, so I, I could go, you know, I could do about one lap down the pool, you know, about 25 yards and call it good. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, you know, so, so swimming, I knew that that was the area where I need to definitely focus on, right? And so, you know, the train program I followed, it was essentially two days a week of swimming for the most part, but I said I need to at least swim probably three or four days a week just yeah. to get my endurance. I, I mean, I took a, you know, went to a swim class, you know, and, and had somebody help me with my technique and breathing, right? Just kind of get, you know, the, the proper form and discipline. Uh, to be able to be a you know strong enough swimmer, to, you know, to be in the water for an hour and a half or two hours. So, um, but yeah, all of that man, it was it was it was great. And kind of like we said when you speak about the swimming, it's funny just seeing people get out the water. Yes. It's like that's their biggest relief to be like, okay, I'm done with. It. It's like you yes. see the joy in people's face when they be like, "What's <laughs> the y'all swim ended up being uh, particularly rough though, right? Because of the uh, because yes. of the stuff, right." Yeah, well, I think we had a couple, uh, you know, I think a couple of hurricanes. Um, I think Hurricane Iota was was not too far out, but you could, and 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 although it didn't impact our day per se from a, um, you know, obviously being a, being a competing through a storm, but the fact that even with the storm being a few days out, you could feel it in the currents, right? So you could feel it in the ocean currents, um, the way the, the 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 tides, right, and the and the swell moved. So so that morning when we got up there. You know the, the 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 water was incredibly strong. I mean, remember Ernest? I mean, again, we were out there just just two days before, two days prior. I didn't, it was I didn't calm. Know yeah. yeah, 
two days prior, it was calm. The water was glass. I was like, oh, I was feeling good. That boy jumped in there. Some dog, he came back and said, man, I'm good to go. I'm ready to go. <laughs> I got this salt water on my skin. I'm good. Yeah, put me, go. yeah, put me in, coach. <laughs> yeah, and then and then that morning, we get, I get there, and, and it's dark, ominous, right? The clouds are like, you know, like, man, what's going on? So it's funny. Not, my mom called me and was like, that boy still don't swim. They got them storms out there. The <laughs> so, so that was probably the, the, the most, I think, challenging aspect of the actual event. Um, just that, like I said, that swim portion, just because the waters are so strong. And the fact that with my training, again, I was training by myself in, in pools, right? And I'm training by myself in lakes. So now you add a couple thousand people in the water with you, you know, and now it's real physical. People are kicking. I'm feeling people push me. You know, and, and swimming on top of me, around me, underneath me to try to get around, you know, just to get by. Oh, that, oh, that's a whole different aspect. People that's literally different. swim over you. That's that's crazy. <laughs> yeah. I would drown. Yeah. I need perfect water to swim. I don't need nobody swimming <laughs> over the top of me. <laughs> but, like he, but even like he said, how it affect that swim beat a lot of people up. Even the elite guys were maybe like, what, 10 minutes, 10, mm -hmm. 15 minutes off yeah. their normal pace. Right. So imagine, imagine what it does to an average swimmer if it's knocking an elite swimmer off their pace. Right. Right. It was one guy. Remember that one guy we saw? He just turned this stuff in. He said, yeah. "Man, I'm done." He, it beat him up so bad. It, it's tough because again, you know, I got out the water, and you know, for me, you know, I was discouraged because I was like, "Man, I, I'm training to swim in about an hour and twenty minutes to an hour and a half for the two point four miles." Um, you know, but it took me almost two hours to do that swim. So when I got out, I was exhausted, and not only was I exhausted, but then I got on my bike. And now I'm riding into a, a 15 mile an hour headwind, you know, for half of the first part of the bike. And so, I, you know, I don't I don't have any legs, you know, and I'm, I'm just, you know, I'm like, I, I don't even know how I'm going to you know. I don't know where the energy's at. Or, you know, I don't know where it's going to come from. But but again, you know, I've, um, one of the blessings was that, you know, I had, you know, Ernest was out there with me. You know, I had, you know, my wife and kids out there with me, my parents, my sister. So that's that was my energy. My, my you know, one of my good friends, Ben, who, again, I told you he did his last year. So. That was where the energy came from, right? That was where the strength came from. Just seeing their faces smiling, encouraging me, um, and, and being willing to help me out in whatever capacity I needed to. That's you know, to me was was such a blessing, um, just having them around me. Look, were, man, were you were you close enough to anybody to draft off of them? No, but that's the thing. You're not you're not allowed to draft. So in the <laughs> Ironman, you're not allowed to draft in biking. Um, you are allowed to draft in swimming if you know how to draft. Um, mm -hmm. but but biking, you're not allowed to draft. It's a penalty. Um, I think they may okay. penalize you up to three to five minutes, I believe. Huh. Uh, I'm going to give a special shout out to uh, Chelsea because yes. this yes. woman, this woman kept his wife, kept us in. I was navigating. She was I, <laughs> you know, reading the map. That man, she had everybody reading the map, reading the map, like coming up with a map because he was on a bike trail. And so they're doing 100 and what, 114 miles? 112 on miles, 112 mile bike right here. Bike. So it's like they're going 30 miles out. And we, the dad, Keith's dad, Mr. Wooten was the driver. Yes, sir. I was navigating. His sister was in the back and she was having us on point. And like she knew exactly where to meet him at every part of the race. Uh -huh. Had like little knapsacks with snacks in it to give him if he ever needed. <laughs> she came back, he's going to need some pickle juice. He's going to need pickle juice. I'm sitting here. <laughs> but that's but it shows the level of coordination that you need right. to you can't like to get these things done it takes a lot and she so shout out to chelsea you did a yes. great job yes yes Keep everybody in line making sure yes. we were where we were supposed to be she actually had us on the beach we weren't supposed to be on the beach for this <laughs> we found our way down there man so yes yeah shout out yeah love you love you love you babe but i had to with that appreciation i gave her a nice appreciation gift uh oh, yeah. 
Oh yeah, I have to, I have to, I have we to. Know, we know you blessed it. We know you blessed Miss uh Miss Wu Ten. <laughs> I did, I did. So, but but yeah, she was great because again, it, it was I was training for over a year, right? When you, when you start back from the marathon training all the way up until the point of the Ironman. So obviously, I had to, you know, hey, she, she was a big part of just me even being able to do what I was, you know, even be able to have the time to train. She was a huge, huge a part of that. So segueing into that, so tell the folks how you with COVID with. The yep. training schedule and actually working as well. Yep. How did you manage your time to make sure that you hit your goals? Uh, so, so I mean, it's crazy enough, but with COVID, you know, obviously it's it's, it's you know I don't want to I'm not trying to sound insensitive, but I was blessing and a curse from the from the standpoint that since you couldn't do anything else with COVID, right? Then for me to train, it was great, right? Because that was the only thing you know, training outside, right? It was it was perfect for me, you know, mm -hmm. what I needed to do because there was nothing else to distract me, right? And not and you know, and, and nothing else that was gonna take my focus away. But but when you talk about the regimen and the plan I had, you know, for me, one of the biggest things was I, I was trying to have as little impact on my family as I possibly could. Now, obviously it's difficult, especially when your rides start to get to four or five hours on the weekends and you know, but you know, if I could, you know, I would I would be up in the morning at four thirty, you know, uh starting to do a swim or a run, right, you know, before work or you know, because again, most of the time you're doing two disciplines a day. So a lot of times for me, I would break it up and I would do one discipline early in the morning, and then one one discipline at night. Uh, you know, a lot of times the night discipline, you know, I was trying to make sure my kids were, you know, had food. You know, so if I, either, you know I'm the kind of the head chef in the house, so I would cook, <laughs> cook I would, you know, do homework, you know, get baths. So I may not even, you know, start running or riding, you know, and, and I have my stationary bike uh, or go back to swim at my uh, my uh, at my uh, gym. But that I might not even get into my workout. I, the latest I started working out is around 11 o'clock at night, you know, and I may have to do 11 o'clock, you know, and I, I may not finish till 12, 30, 1 o'clock in the morning. So, so I was, I was trying to, to just, if I could, I was trying to, you know, um, minimize the impact really, on your family. Yeah, not, just, yeah, exactly. Just, you know, and, and with my wife as well. Right. I mean, I know I was going to have to lean on her heavily on the weekends. So I said, Hey, during the week, let me, let me, you know, I'll, I'll suck it up and, you know, again, get up super early. I'll, I'll train late, but I'm trying not to, you know, trying to save her as well and, and be considerate and, you know, and thoughtful. So, uh, yeah. Man, that's what's up. So no excuses, people. <laughs> no excuses to why you, but like we always, always going back to when that first time you called me is like, like even what that was saying when he actually had questions, like this was, it's this, we started, this had this conversation of, was it April of 2019 is when yes, I started running. Yep. And when he called me, he had like, he had a specific plan on where he wanted to be. Like, we're going to do a half in August. We're doing the full marathon in January. And we're supposed to do the MS-150. Yeah, MS-150 would have been in April. We're supposed yeah, to do exactly. MS-150, but COVID, but COVID hit. And he, and he, like you had, he had his strict plan. Even though he was getting on my behind when I wasn't swimming like I was supposed to. <laughs> he be swimming. I was like, nah, man, I got it. I can, I can do anything. But it goes to show you, like, you have to set a goal. Yeah. And you have to stick with it. And you have to set little goals at a time. Yep. You started with a, what you, your first race was what, a 10K or 5K? Yeah, you know, so the yeah the 10K was my first one to kind of kick it off. I'd done some 5Ks with my sister, but yeah, the 10K, you know, and, and that's another thing I want to just kind of bring up to the, your audience as well is that, you know, I wasn't a, I wasn't a distance runner, right? So the longest I'd ever run before the 10K, you know, was three miles, and I did that with my sister. You know, we did 5Ks here and there. You know, the longest swim I'd ever done again, I was a recreational swimmer, so just one lap. You know, and I hadn't biked. You know, I probably hadn't biked since middle school. So <laughs> you know, to be honest, right? So yeah. you know, all that all that to say though is that you know you, anybody you, can do this yeah, if you put your mind to it. it. You put in the commitment, you put in the time. You know, and you can make it happen.
So can we say the fact that you lost that race in a co is what is what really sparked this hey, up? That, and that might have, you know, I, I was like, I can't even remember the last time. I, I don't think I'd ever lost it to in, in an athletic event to my sister ever in life. So, uh, <laughs> that one was a wake up call. <laughs> hey, this guy's super competitive. We was we was doing that. We was doing like just a basic tune up race, a holiday run for fun. It was like, yeah, we're gonna get out here and we're just gonna run our regular, uh, our regular, you know, 10 mile minute pace. This guy started an eight minute mile pace for uh, that was a 10k, wasn't it? Yeah, that was a t- yeah, yeah, was yeah. 10K. then he has the nerve to sprint to the finish line so I don't beat him 10 seconds <laughs> so he can beat me by 10 seconds. So, hey, but but hold on, but hold on, you can't call it my competitiveness because who was right there with me? Who who didn't relinquish? <laughs> oh, that's neither, that's neither here. Right. I'm, Nicole just right. said, Nicole, I'm, just, I'm gonna put this on the screen. She said, oh, you got hey, well, Nikki, hey, whoa, hey, hey. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey. That's tough right there. But that was my motivation. You know, and and, and uh, you know, with my sister, you know, we we've always you know, we've always been super close growing up. And uh and that's one of the beauties of, of our relationship is we've we've always motivated and pushed each other, you know, whether it's athletically, academically, you know, um, we we've always pushed each other, I think, for the for the betterment of ourselves. So uh shout out to my sister, uh Nikki, uh for helping push me <coughs> that way. Yeah, man, it was it was a fun, it was a fun journey, you know what I'm saying? Like you said, it's not the end of the journey because it's something yeah. that you continue, something that you can continue doing and kidding. Because like you said, we still got a group now, and I always make sure I put what I'm doing in my training now to keep, you know, to keep Keith motivated, to keep my uh, line brother Marcel who did our, uh, our marathon. He was part of the journey with us too. Like keep everybody motivated and just, you know, you got to have that community of people to keep you honest and keep you focused and keep you running. Like we always talk about nine and good. What's our next goal going to be? What's our next? Right. What we're going to do next? So, right. And I mean, with that, you know, I mean, again, to me, I said, I'm about to turn 40 in February, you know, and, you know, and I'm kind of obviously men in our life expectancy is, you know, mid 70s to late 70s. Right. So, I'm, you know, obviously kind of ha- past the halfway point. And and now, you know, I'm looking at my life differently and, and you know, staying healthy. Right. And it's not just, you know, because this back half is, is a half that, you know, this is where we get, you know, diseases. Right. Or this is where we get mm-hmm. cancers. This is where we get uh, high cholesterol, you know, blood pressure. Right. So. So all those things that we took for granted on that first half of our lives, the second half, if we don't stay on it, this is where it, it impacts us, right? This is where, you know, we get sick, we're in the hospitals because, you know, we fail to be active, we fail to stay fit, we fail to eat properly and take care of ourselves nutritionally. So this this is the half to me that, you know, not that the first half didn't matter, but now this is really, you know, pushing me to, you know, to, to, to stay focused. Yeah, you gotta. We gotta double down when we as we get older. We gotta yes, double sir. down on our mental health, our physical health, and make sure we feed our body. So, nutrition. Tell people real, real briefly before we run out of time. Talk about a little bit about your nutrition throughout this whole training process. Yeah, I, I think the biggest thing, you know, nutrition wise, and this when you train is I always say to train with the same foods. You know, so the same foods that you train with, that's just, should be the exact same foods that you do with race day. So for me, you know, it was a lot of you know. Um, I did like a, a protein kind of uh, a protein shake or mix, you know. Um, I have a lot of, um, uh, you know, powders, protein bars, you know, um, uh, you know, pickle juice, right? So some of those same, you know, kind of, you know, goo, goo chews, right? So just those same kind of, you know, you know, supplements I took throughout the whole, you know, throughout my training. That's exactly busy. And from a, from a stomach, I think that's the biggest thing, right? You don't want to have an upset stomach when you're going to be, you know, running, you know, or just kind of active for, you know, let's say 15 plus hours, right? You don't yeah. want to be in the bathroom, you know, <laughs> race, right? So you want to have those same foods that you know are going to, you know, not cause you have an upset stomach. And so that's, that's, that's important. Just what, and whatever that is for you, right? Everybody's diet is different. Everybody kind of how they eat and drink, but you just got to, again, as you go through your training, take note 
you know, an inventory of what, you know, you, you're okay with and, uh, and what's not. And then you take those, those things that don't sit well with you, take those, move those and, and what works, you keep those in your, in your plan. That's smart. The, the, um, some of them goos, man. If you ain't, it'll get <laughs> yes. you going, get you into <laughs> pretty quick. Like, <laughs> man, another thing about it, man, it's amazing how meticulous watching Keith and the uh, guy, the more experienced guy, Ben pack those bags. Man, mm-hmm. it was like it was very meticulous, right? Just, you know, loading this in here, putting this in this bag, make sure we have two of these available. And like you say, train yes. what you eat. Don't go out there, like I always take the example. I know if you ever seen an episode of The Office where he was, oh, yeah. running, uh, where he was running a 5k. And he ate a big bowl of pasta before he uh, before he went out and ran his race. <laughs> and he still he ended up throwing it up. But it's just a prime example. It's like, don't do something that you're not used to right. before the race. Don't wait. Don't buy no fancy gear you're not used to training with. Don't right. eat nothing that you're not used to eating that your body's not used to. So, yep, exactly. Yeah, and that's a, one of the biggest things you mentioned on the gear. They said, hey, on race day, don't show up. <laughs> wear brand new shoes, brand new biking shoes, running shoes. Don't come with the brand new, you know. Uh, a wetsuit, you know, hey, all this stuff you need to have been in, you know, so, because again, you don't want to chafe, you don't want to, you know, have this, you know, rubbing and just, just things that make you uncomfortable that you just, you weren't used to your gear and equipment. So all those things that you need to be, food, your equipment, you, they all need to be worn. Um, and again, you, you kind of just need to have a great idea of what your, your your plan is going into that race day. Man, speaking of gear, show the people your Iron Man gear, man. You oh, this, is, this, that, uh, man. this is one of my, uh, you know, racing jacket, you know, uh, that I, that I, you know, I had, I, Man, I, I spent a lot of money on that. I'm, I'm gonna be honest. I, I probably got too excited. You know, I think just about everything on the website that had an Iron Man logo on it, I probably bought it. <laughs> so from the jacket to the socks to the, you know, to my 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 running gear, um, you know, I got excited. I'll I'll, I'll be first. You got that. your Iron Man tattoo? Yeah, have you got the tattoo? Yeah, that's coming. That's coming. Uh, so I'm looking at uh, my birthday's in February, so I should have it before my birthday. I'll have uh, that out on my calf. Yes, sir. Remember, you know, I remember we were sitting at your mom with you. Uh, the Wootens still gonna take care of that for you, man. You remember? Yes, they, they already gave me that down payment. I remember they, they, his they mom. The his mom and dad asked, "Well, do you want us to get you another bag? Or you want to pay for the tattoo?" Keith looked at me and said, "Yeah, the tattoo. That's, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a, that's a no brainer. So, no brainer. Hey, man, but you know, appreciate you coming on the show. Hey, but before oh. we leave, though, man, you know, you yes, got to give the okay. the Keith's words of wisdoms, brother. What you gonna leave the people with out there? Uh, you know, again, there's something that I, I train with the whole time and, and it kind of made it a part of my life, but, uh, it's kind of, you know, to do today what others won't do. So tomorrow you can do what others can't. I so to me, that's whether that's in training, whether that's your finances, I think you can apply that to a lot of different areas and aspects of your life. But I think it's just kind of doing, you know, taking the time to, to do, you know, and sacrifice really, right? Sacrifice today what others won't sacrifice because tomorrow you'll be able to reap the benefits of your sacrifice when others won't be in that same position to do that. Works good for Jerry Rice. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> hey, but yes, that's sir. but but that's what the that's what the greats do. I remember I always tell the same story about Kobe Bryant. He said he had one guy on the team and this guy was only on the team to play defense on Kobe Bryant. And he said for three hours every morning before a training camp, Kobe Bryant would tie one hand behind his back and do nothing with just the left hand. Mm. And this dude and this dude primary job was to play defense as hard as he can from like four o'clock in the morning till eight o'clock. And then they would cut him before every season. And he said, Kobe was just out there with his left hand, just working on left-handed moves for four hours before practice. But it kind of goes along with what you're saying. It's like, what are you willing to sacrifice today to achieve your goals tomorrow? That's some good right. stuff. Man. Right. 
Yes, Some sir. good work with wrestling, brother. Well, thank you, Keith, for coming hey, on. That way. I know Chelsea ready for y'all, ready for you to put them kids to bed or go play that pit. <laughs> what, what my man Trey been up to, man? Me and his son had a full-out race. A ton of race twice, man. I almost blew my hamstring racing. Hey, hey, he's gonna, yeah, I gotta, I gotta see, you know, he's gonna call me out every single year until he beats me. So I'm gonna have to race my son every year, like clockwork. But uh, no, he's doing well, man. He just got a, a PlayStation. So, uh, you know, he, he's PlayStation all four, up, man. That's what's up, man. That's, yeah, that's he's what's up. up. He's amped up. So, uh, but I appreciate you guys having me on and, and just, you know, uh, you know, allow me to share my story. And Ernest, uh, just specifically, man, I want to thank you again for for just being along with me. You know the whole journey. You know, oh man, it marathon was, training, man. You know, was, the, you know, then showing up with your wife, man, and, and blessing me. You know, and being such an advocate and, and support, man. So I just want to thank you personally, man, for just man, it was, being there, man. Hey, I appreciate, hey, brother. It was so inspiring. Naomi was this close to thinking that we had signed up. For, we told them we signed up for a half. She was like, oh, I'm ready to go. I'm ready. <laughs> it was like, she's talking about a half Ironman or half a marathon. <laughs> but man, no, man, appreciate you, brother. It always, always, you know, the journey continues. We're going to always, you know, I know you always look forward to challenging yourself, getting in the 40s. You're a prime example of, uh, of what we need to be in our lives when we get 40. We don't need to be... We don't need to be settling down, thinking about the end of our lives, thinking about the retirement. We need to be challenging ourselves to do bigger and better things as we get older in age, man. So yeah, appreciate you being on the show, brother. Because you got 50 to look at now. <laughs> I know, 50. Hey, what's going on? What's going on? London, how you doing? So I appreciate y'all. There's uh, London real quick. But, That's hey, London, the best champion. Oh, Thanks, Kate. All right, man. Good night. Oh, and it's on his birthday on Christmas. Shout out uh, to happy birthday, birthday, London. All right. She turned her <laughs> five. All right. Y'all have a good night. <laughs> all right man that was that was yeah, a good was one good. and kind of summing it all up is the fact that set a goal for yourself yeah and it's not gonna happen overnight like you said he started this in april of 2019 and it all came into fruition a year and seven months later of in november of this year so like you say nothing's gonna happen overnight no. will you willing to sacrifice to get your to set your goals and your goal might not be Iron Man. I remember I watched the uh, I was watching the Iron Cowboy. Have you seen that one yet? I hadn't seen that. A guy did. Richard probably seen it. We'll talk. He did fifty Iron Mans in fifty days, and that was his goal. In fifty days, fifty Iron Man in fifty days in fifty different states. But hmm. the thing was, his mom joined him at the end, and she did like 10 five Ks. But that was her goal. You know what I'm saying? Like what's like his goal was to fifty. So whatever your goal is. Set your sights on it and reach out there and go for it and achieve it because right. you can do it. You just got to take that first yeah. step and be patient. Be patient. I didn't know how to swim uh, <laughs> four months ago. I mean, yeah, four months ago, I didn't know how to swim, but now I'm up to the point where I can swim a mile in the pool mm-hmm. without drowning. So there you go. You got to start somewhere. All right. So now we got Richard. You see, he got this Olympic torch in his hand. So he's ready. He's already, he does. Yeah, he's already ready to roll. So let's bring my man. Big money, Rich, onto the show. What's going on, Richard? How you is. doing? You saved the oldest for last. I had to break out a torch so I could see. <laughs> so at this point, that understands. And so I got beat, by the way. I didn't start CrossFit until I was 44. So I got you by a year there, Dad. Even though you still have me by the years overall. You Man, you know, always, always wanting to beat me at something. I always have a story about everything. Richard came in just like, Man, they got this guy that's coming into the gym. Man, he's a beast. <laughs> And Richard, I, I sit there and watch Richard try to do beat himself up, trying to do muscle ups. Ain't never looked like he never attempted it, never tried to muscle up. And he was sitting, he sat there all day because you walked right in and did the open, didn't you? I did, Basically. yes. 
Yeah. I think I think when you started, when you first came into the gym, you walked into the gym and kind of just said, you know, screw it. I'm just going to get out here and do it and see where it takes me. And you just mm-hmm. ran with it from that point. So, hey, I still remember almost every one of those workouts Richard did. <laughs> I can I can tell you about what happened to every single one of them. <laughs> it was fun. I'm to a watch. spectacle. <laughs> I'm here for your payment. <laughs> So we'll, we'll, we'll so and so we'll dive we'll, you know we'll kind of dive deeper into like how you have that mindset to just to achieve the things that you do like going into the powerlifting cycling across the world training with Olympic level speed Olympic level speed skaters back in the day just kind of doing it all but first let's give the people a little bit uh who you are you know what you you know where you at a little bit about Richard James uh, not much to share I I just uh, <laughs> like an average person. Uh, I've had many different fitness avenues, and I've spent the last 35-plus years working out being guinea pig. So now, hopefully, the knowledge I've acquired through the years, through my own failures, uh, I can share with others. Um, I do have a little fit lab uh, training facility uh, gym in Nederland, Texas, and uh, have written a book series called Adventures of Elements I'm working with and uh, working on developing my business and uh, just a host of things. But that's not what's important moment. What's important is I like to just share some of the knowledge I've acquired and see if we can work on building functional strength, especially as we age, which Keith alluded to in his interview just a moment ago. I like to really expand upon that as well. There you go. What's the seat you're coming on here asking this tough question? I'm, to, I'm about to put this tough question in there for you. She had a tough one for you. Uh, here you go, Richard. I'm scheduled to get the COVID vaccine tomorrow. Please ask Richard what he thinks about the messenger RNA technology. So she wants you to dig deep down in that biochemistry brain and uh, and give her an answer on this. I have a biomedical engineering degree, so we didn't have to do a lot of ribonucleus. <laughs> but... Uh, uh, I think those that have gotten the vaccine so far are not showing any side effects uh, for the majority of people. If you show side effects when you get a flu vaccine, you'll have similar side effects with COVID vaccine is what it looks like. So I don't think, I mean, RNA viruses are known to mutate fairly quickly and make changes, but I, I think it's going to work as far as the vaccine goes. It's off my limited knowledge. So nobody turned into a zombie yet. Not yet. Uh, those have been hidden away if it's happened. If it's happened, yeah, they gone. But kind of back to your – so what type of uh, – so you say you have the gym uh, fit lab out there in Nederland. Off, uh, I always get that highway mixed up. The Nederland, that's not – is that 360? That's not a uh, Twin City. 347, 347. Right. So Twin kinda, Highway, yes. Yeah, what kind of training do you guys provide over there? I kind of see – you kind of do a little bit of everything. Am I correct or – we do. I call it functional strength training. We do. Uh, we have uh, competitive power lifters here who train. We have Olympic weight lifters, uh, some CrossFit, and then just some general training. Uh, the goal, though, remains to build strength as we age because, as you know, strength is the hardest thing to to build and to maintain as we all battle sarcopenia, which is a natural loss of muscle as we age, starting about the year of 25 to 30 years old, you start losing muscle every year. Now, that can be offset through resistance training, and there's all sorts of ways to do that. So our goal is to keep people strong because as you age, if you maintain your strength, you maintain your independence, your health, you fight diseases, and you can hopefully avoid a lot of the ailments that many elderly go through. It's not like one day you wake up and you're a feeble person and go, what the heck happened? 
no, you worked on it for 30 or 40 years by not training, by not taking care of yourself. So what age does that kind of, what age does that really start to, is there a certain age it hits you hard at, or is it different from each person based off their activity level? It's based on the activity level. Uh, everyone tells me, for instance, and I'm sure dad's experience and you as well is that, oh, by now you should not be able to do what you're doing and yet keep improving. Right now, currently, I'm the strongest I've ever been in my life at the age of 48 years old. Uh, part of that is through a lot of research and uh, uncovering some ways to better train. Um, especially one thing many people don't take into account is we see so many, uh, I don't know, uh, influencers that are out there giving advice. Uh, they look great, but many of them are on steroids or, or other PEDs. And it doesn't matter what they do. They're going to gain size. They're going to gain muscle. Yeah. Us yeah. as average individuals have to take a more scientific approach to it. We cannot do their workout. Um, that's part of the problems with a lot of workouts, not to name anyone specifically, is that the volume is just too much for an average person to recover from. Another addict, too, and this was discovered in a Norwegian case study with uh, professional powerlifters, kind of similar to the Bulgarian technique as well, mm -hmm. is that spreading out the volume actually encourages protein synthesis within the muscle. Whenever someone's on peas, they're under constant protein synthesis that so our muscles are constantly growing. Whereas as an average person, your body is constantly seeking equilibrium homeostasis. So after about 24 to 36 hours, depending on the person, after you've lifted, your body quits synthesizing protein in the muscle and quits developing the muscle. So to make it easy, if you do squats every other day, they found that you'll, you'll gain more muscle than if you do just one squat workout a week and do a hyper number of reps. Mm -hmm. Because, yeah, you send your muscle, your body into protein synthesis for a 24-hour period, but then you don't return to that muscle for four, five, six, seven days. And so that, the rest of the time, you're losing muscle. Oh, go ahead. What type of rep scheme are you talking, being able to, um, yes. say, three days a week? If you do it three days a week, one of the keys is uh, that your body, no matter whether you're running an Ironman, a marathon, doing CrossFit, lifting weights, your body tears down muscle in the same order. It tries to use the slow-twitch fiber muscles first uh, and then works towards the fast-twitch fiber. So the key is to lift at least 75% of your maximum weight for about three to five or eight reps for three to five sets. And that's all you need. And that, that hits all the muscle fibers, sends the body into protein synthesis, and, and then keeps your muscles growing. I've had tremendous results with it. I have tweaked it some because I'm focused on the CNS as well, the central nervous system, yeah. to handle larger amounts of weight. Uh, which is another type of training. And so I've made some tweaks to this, but for the average individual, the average Joe, we can continually gain strength. Right. What about tempo with that? Uh, the tempo is just slow and controlled. It doesn't have to be fast. Uh, you do want to try to be explosive, you know, with the movement, uh, but the tempo isn't the determining factor. It's the, it's the resistance and the volume. Gotcha. So is that similar to, uh, I'm pretty sure you're familiar with Windler, Windler 351. Yeah. Is that kind of, what you're saying, is that kind of similar to Windler or is it a little bit different? It's a little bit different because Windler, again, what you, you would only do lower body, upper body once twice a week. 
where you're just you have a different rep scheme. Uh, mm-hmm. It's a good beginner program when you first start, uh, but um, pretty much anything is when you first start living. And yeah. like I tell people as well, because so many try to focus on cardio and neglect the resistance training. But just take, for instance, Isabel, the CrossFit workout, uh, who holds the world record in that. Not a CrossFitter, not an endurance athlete, but Eddie Hall, a strong man. You can't beat strength and skill. So those take longer to develop. You get your cardio in shape in four or six weeks if you want to be competitive. Uh, so, uh, was it Isabel or was it Grace? Or was he, or was he, or did they have to no, call he it? Did uh, Isabel. But he was, he did Isabel. He meant to do grace, but I think they changed because he never stopped. He was going, he never, exactly. he was, he never stopped at his chest and he went straight <laughs> overhead. So it was supposed to be grace and they changed the Isabel because yeah, he ended up, exactly. it was crazy. I watched that, uh, I watched that video. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what happened. So speaking of strength, you mind sharing with people with some of your, I know you just recently did a powerlifting competition, correct? Correct, yes. You want to explain uh, I- Share with the people some of the numbers you hit in your mind. If you don't, you mean you're you're a world record holder, aren't you? I, I am a world record holder in the USPA United States Powerlifting Association. Uh, did that back in September in Columbus, Ohio. Um, April Hammond that trains here with us as well also set some. So we have several people from Beaumont that claim that, which is awesome. But um, uh, I did recently at the last competition. I deadlifted 545 and a half pounds. Uh, still had more in the tank. I squatted 463 pounds and I benched 314. Um, and those are all slightly less than my gym maxes. But uh, as far as competition goes, uh, it's it's great because you have judges that watch every part of lift to make sure you hit depth and that you uh, hold the, the weight. What's your body weight? 173 pounds. Yeah, put that in perspective. I know, right? I mean, I'm thinking <laughs> you out here outlifting, lifting the house. Which, right? Like you say, doing it in competition a little different from somebody. I call it getting a bro, getting a bro lift in a garage by themselves. And uh, that's when I do my lifts. I always have to record myself, and then I post it, and then I wait for Thad to send me a message to tell me if I didn't hit. If I didn't hit depth enough, so I know if Thad doesn't respond, then it's a good lift, and I can I can feel good about myself. Cause he'll send me a mess, Ernest. You didn't get low enough on that spot. I'm like man, I'm posting that stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me know. So, and so what? So, are you primarily focused on powerlifting now? Do you still do some uh, CrossFit stuff? Or how do? What are you? What is your main mindset now when it comes to training? My main mindset right now is powerlifting because I'm competing. Have a competition coming up February 13th in San Antonio, uh, but um, I do still do some CrossFit. Uh, I've been doing some Bang Muay Thai with uh, Jose Sita, MMA fighter here. Um, he's been coming over, so that's been a little new endeavor. Um, and still every now and then I'll do some cardio type uh, workouts. You say Muay Thai? You doing Muay Thai now? Yeah. Bang Muay Thai, yes. It's What's a combination. That? It's all striking. It's kickboxing, okay. uh, yeah, punching, yeah. elbows. Man, what do you train that at? Down here? Here at Fit Lab, yes. Oh, you do it at Fit Lab? Man, y'all yeah. do everything over there, Richard. <laughs> so you have a guy that comes in and coaches it, or is it like, kind of like a private right. thing you're doing? Yeah, he comes in and, and coaches it. 
Okay, man. So what all the so what else do you guys offer over there? What type of different classes besides just CrossFit can they come get from your uh, particular gym? Uh, it's called a lab because we're experimental. <laughs> just, uh, any anyone can come anytime. A lot of it is just several of us working together. We only have structured classes in the early morning currently, um, but there's always someone here throughout the day. Uh, and uh, like I mentioned. Uh, Daniel Gilbo's been competing in Olympic weightlifting. Uh, April, myself, and Gabe, and Damian Sykes, and others have been doing powerlifting competitively, uh, as well as a few others, and then several doing CrossFit. So there's always someone here to work with, and we have multiple workouts that people can do, as well as a daily workout that's uh, custom-made here. So it's kind of a, you can go in and just one-size-fits-all type type of, uh, type of deal Correct. over there. Okay. Yeah, and Richard's got the equipment too. He's got oh. he's got equipment in there that nobody else has in this area. When I walked, when I went to his gym and I saw that uh the cardio room, I was like, okay, this is this is this is legit. You got I mean because you have cuz kind of like your background, you have a background in all these different things so you know what equipment is needed to get, you know, to get what people need. If you just want to go there and do bike training, Richard got the knowledge to help you do because i text richard random like hey man what you think about this or what you think about that and he has the knowledge to you know provide that type of guidance that you need no matter what it is yeah try to just cover all facets because like i always tell people there's no really wrong way to work out it's whatever keeps you motivated and whatever is sustainable just like we talk about diets and exercise if, mm -hmm. if you can't sustain it it's not going to work so if you truly hate Swimming, for instance, don't do it. There's 5,000 other types of forms of workouts that you can do to remain fit. And we all have different body types, different body sizes, but you can look at someone and tell if they work out and if they're fit. Um, man, that's what's up, man. Richard, a jack of all trades. So talk about the, I saw you said you uh, have some books here. Tell the people about your books and how can they find those? Uh, Adventures of the Elements, they can go to the face, my Facebook page and, and find that. Um, may have some news coming up on that soon. I can come back for another show on that. Uh, oh, yeah, but, definitely. So we'll just table that for the moment. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's about kids that find sunglasses, and through them they can see the elements from the periodic table, and the elements are personified as superhero-like characters embarked on a series of adventures, and their powers are based on their chemical and physical properties. <laughs> So it's all fantasy action superhero genre style, but at the same time you're learning about chemistry and the science. That's cool. My kids really enjoy they enjoy those they enjoy those books and those Neil deGrasse Tyson books. You know, and it kinda it kind of gets kids excited about science, excited about learning. You know what I'm saying? It, and like while they're enjoying what they're reading, they're also learning a little bit about knowledge and a little bit about science. My son be telling me stuff like, Man, well, you read that for not forget. He said, Oh, I got the book, blah, blah, blah. I read this, I read that. Oh, and it's things that they're not teaching them in school yet. This kind of helped build that base in regards to those books, man. So, yeah, thank you for those copies you gave you know, a couple of years ago. They still are. They oh, still they still getting plenty aware at the uh, at the Doyle household. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, it's all about edutainment with kids doing video games and seeing uh, high definition movies and everything. Uh, the archaic full of education we have with textbooks and all just doesn't hold their interest. And uh, discipline's not the same these days, so uh, you have to hit them through the mediums that they're familiar with and gravitate toward that captivates their attention. Once you have that, 
they can learn anything. They roll off those dinosaur names or Pokemon names and all yeah. that. So it's not no lack of ability to learn. It's just a matter of putting in a form that will capture their attention. Yeah, and this and especially doing these doing this thinking about that during this COVID time and learning, it's kinda education seemed like it's been a muted point because all it is is like get online, do some worksheets and turn your and turn your stuff in and that's it. Like kids aren't even getting that that interaction that they need with other kids, you know what I'm saying, to help them learn and to help them grow. So like telling your kids to go out and read a book gives them a different perspective from just learning to take a test and to learn how to think critical, you know, use your brain, figure things out, you know, go into that fantasy world and just be a kid. Exactly. So some good stuff. Richard told you to do it. Richard has done it all. And uh, so how have you been, uh, how have you been managing everything throughout COVID and, you know, ever since the, uh, ever since COVID went and how you been doing ever since, how you been doing with that, keeping all that stuff in line with this craziness? Uh, We've been good, fortunately. Uh, no one's contracted it here at FitLab. Uh, we've been able to open both doors, both bay doors, so it's basically like working out outside, and we don't have a huge number of members, so that makes it easy for everybody to come at different times, and of course, typical procedures of putting things down and, and all of that. But um, So it, it really has allowed people to continue their training without much setback. Okay. And when did you guys open back up in uh, May as well? Yes. Okay. Okay. Good stuff. And what are your uh, what are your class times? You guys have any changes in any class times? Or is this pretty much par for the course now? Again, uh, it's par for the course. We do a six a.m. class every day of the week, uh, but then the the rest of the time, uh, most of our members we have entry, uh, so they can come and go as they please. Uh, okay. We have cameras for safety, so uh, the parking lots and all that are monitored. But um, yeah, so it's we're we're open. People can come and go. And uh, there's always someone here usually. So when everybody, so if anybody joins today, you have to earn the, the badge to be able to, you know, go to the gym on your own. Is that like a proving period that you have to do before you allowed access to uh, to that feature of the gym? There, yes, there there is a little proving period. At first, we let you come to some classes and, and, and or if you're doing a more customized workout, you know, be with someone here that's doing that with you. And then uh, once you become familiar with everything and, and doing well and, and uh, uh, I guess not super long-term member, but been here for a little bit. Then yes. Okay. Access All right. granted. Access granted. They get the Richards <laughs> of approval of approval. Correct. All right, man. So where can they, uh, so where's the gym located again? People give people the address just in case they want to, uh, drop in if they missed it earlier. Sure. It's, uh, on Twin City Highway, uh, the air leaky gas plant is right down the street from us. Tallman Pools is across the street. Easy way to find it. Um, about five minute drive from Lamar University. Yeah, you can't miss it once you start. Once you hit the hit the hit the highway down there, you can't miss it at all, man. So, all right, Richard. So, man, we gonna start wrapping it up. So, like I let the other two guests, you kind of had a. a a two guest head start to think about what's your Richard's words of wisdom that you're going to leave for the folks. So I'll let you kind of, uh, kind of get your go at that and see if you can top the first, the first two was good. So you're going to have to, you're going to have to top, you're going to have to top them, Richard. The yeah, ball, the, the ball is in your court. No pressure, Richard. No pressure at all. Richard. See what you got, see what you got right. man. Come on. Uh, there are so many, but tenacity and hard work ethic, Trump talent. Uh, so many are talented, 
but never put in the work ethic. And unfortunately in our society, we're so big to label someone a failure, whether it's with lifting or, or a business they may have started just because they don't have incest. Some are fortunate and make the right, correct contact or in the right place at the right time and have that early success. Others have to work a very long time to garner that success. Uh, some, some are born with natural talents. Uh, we all have no problem in the classroom going, oh, so-and-so is extremely smart. But when it comes to lifting, you go, I'm the person advancing so quickly. Well, they're just genetically gifted. Um, it, whether it's brains or muscles, it happens. But as long as we don't quit, whether with workouts or with life, with biz your business or anything, then you haven't failed. You just keep putting in the work ethic. And if people see that, hopefully they won't be so quick to judge and will be willing to, if not help you, at least give you a pat on the back encouragement to continue pushing and that one day you'll find a way or make that right connection or the time and work ethic you put in will reap rewards. That's what's up, man. That's good. And it kind of goes back to what you said earlier that you alluded to is you have to do things that are sustainable, things that you know that you could build upon and keep driving. Don't do something that you don't like to do because guess what? You're not going to maintain it for the rest of your life. And kind of like what you're going to say is like driving, never quit and keep going. It helps build those healthy habits that help you out as you get to that turning point in your life when you get 40. When you, Because I always remember as a kid, people would always say, man, when you hit 25, it's not going to be the same. When you hit 30, you're not going to be the same. Exactly. Man, I'm going to feel good my whole life. But now I'm 38 and I'm starting to see like, hey, I have to pay more attention to doing the yoga, more attention to doing the stretching, more attention to – Maybe sometimes we got to warm up for 20 minutes just to do a five minute workout because you have to keep those muscles, muscles limbers. I have to eat a lot better. I can't eat McDonald's and try to go work out again. Cause guess what? It ain't going to feel good. So no, it don't, it don't feel I good. I can't relate to any of that yet, Ernest. We not, maybe we not, when I hit, huh? I can't relate to any of that yet. I teach <laughs> all the time and, yeah, that's what Richard, but you're anomaly. You're the guy that eat Pop Tarts and then go lift five hundred pounds. So you're a you're a completely different you're a completely different animal, man. So man, but uh but thank you for coming on the show, Richard. We definitely want to have you back, man, to talk about your books and dive a you know, dive a little bit a little bit more deeper into that whole Richard Richard brain. Cecilia jumped you off on the whole uh the nerdies. The nerdy, uh, the nerdy with her RNA, with her RNA technology question, but uh, but that was some good stuff, man. Appreciate you coming on the show. Yeah, Richard. Let's bring Keith back in, man, and we'll say goodbye to everybody on the show once again. Hey. Thank you guys for coming on to the show, Richard, Keith, and Erica. She had to go put to put the baby to bed and get ready to coach five a.m. CrossFit, man. But you guys, you guys, a big round of applause for coming on the show, man. We appreciate it. Uh. Everybody out there, like we said before on the show, let's help us get to 100 subscribers on YouTube. We're at 78 right now, so go hit the like button on our, uh, on our YouTube page. We'll have this uh, posted up maybe on Tuesday. Download us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play. Follow us on Instagram. We're everywhere. Anywhere that social media, you and you search Masters of Fitness, I guarantee you will come up, man. So yeah. if you can't find us, then uh, you ain't doing something right. You ain't doing something right. So, Richard, where can they find? Where can they find you at on social media, man? If they want to get in touch, I'll follow the gym to get all your advice. It ain't just go to my name, Richard James, or Fit Lab. Either one will get them to me. No problem. I know, I know my brother Keith down here is not much of a social media social media man, man but what? <laughs> 
they, what social media can they randomly find you on when you check it once a month? Yeah, I, yeah. I'd probably be on uh, Facebook if I just happen to be on something. Facebook. Facebook. All right, man. But once again, uh, appreciate you guys coming on the show, man. Thank you for being here. A lot of good information. Like we said, season finale. We're going to jump into – we'll be back in mid. We're not going to be going long, folks. We'll be back into this maybe mid-January. Hopefully I have some new things for you guys. Uh, we got a lot of big plans for Masters of Fitness coming up in 2021. Like you say, the pandemic hit, and we just kind of took that opportunity to just kind of run with our podcast. We actually did more work with our podcast this year during the pandemic than we did last year when we first started. Yeah. So we're going to take that energy to keep providing you guys a good service. Like, again, hey, check out the shirts. Keith That's got nice. – Hey, you got a new shirt yet, Keith? I don't know, LB. I mean, oh, I need, I need to get, I need to get that shirt right there. I need, I'm missing that one. I'm missing that one. You, you got the first edition. We'll, hey, that's not, man, we'll make sure we get these guys some shirts out to Appreciate them. That. They can get get Richard, Eric, and Keith the shirt, man, so they can represent us. And my uh, my cousin also asked for a shirt. So, thank you guys for listening, man. Thank you guys for uh, joining the show. Uh, we had a blessed 2020. We had we achieved a lot of our goals, all thanks to you guys out there in the fitness world and uh. We're going to keep growing with Southeast Texas, helping the community grow bigger and bigger every day. So peace out, folks. All right. You guys awesome. take care. Thank you. Guys. Man. Cue the cool drop. Drop, drop.